Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey there, welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex intimacy and lifelong love. And we've got an amazing episode for you today. That's right. Yeah, we're in really unique times right now. If you're listening to this episode, um, anytime near the time it's coming out, you know that our nation and our world are just facing a lot of tension and crisis and quarantine and fear and uncertainty and financial stress and all kinds of things. And we just want to talk about how to experience peace in the midst of all that. What is God's plan for peace? Because he wants you to have it. And we really hope this episode is going to be an encouragement to you and also give you some very practical tools to help you navigate all the uncertainties of life. So let's dive in. We've put together a brand new, completely free ebook that we want to give to you. We're calling it the Marriage Survival Guide. Uh, It's very specific in some ways to kind of the current coronavirus issue and the financial stress and all the different stresses connected to it. But really in every season of life, even if you're listening to this years later and you're like, what's the coronavirus? Um, This survival guide has practical tools to help you in every season. And again, it's totally free. All you got to do to get it is go to this site, xomarriage.com slash survival guide. That's xomarriage.com slash survival guide. And we will get it to you immediately. Oh my goodness. I believe this episode is so timely. And it's something that we deal with you know, in a lot of different seasons of marriage, but especially right now, and that is the subject matter of fear in marriage. And, you know, fear is one of those things that can really wreck us individually, but also as a couple. And especially in this climate of COVID-19, you know, we're dealing with the self-quarantining, we're dealing with social distancing. Many of us, you know, are having to homeschool our kids right now, and that's a huge change too. And and then there's all this uncertainty and this unknown of like, how many weeks are we going to be having our kids at home? And and not being able to have, you know, parties of more than 10 people or going to restaurants or going, you know, out with our kids. How long is this going to last? And where is this going to go? And am I going to catch this? You know, there's so much fear surrounding this. And so we want to talk about what are we supposed to do with this in marriage? Like, what are some ways that we can not only deal with the fear, but also protect our relationship in the process? Because I think that that that's a casualty that often happens when it comes to fear, because the thing with fear is husbands and wives— we, we can experience fear in different ways. And so what happens is we're not on the same page when it comes to fear. And we've been dealing with this lately a little bit, right, sweetie? Yeah, yeah. Because in a lot of marriages, if your marriage is like ours, there's there tends to be one spouse who is more, I won't say the worrier, but more of the one who takes takes things very, very more seriously. Cautious. More cautious. Um, and intensely feels about the way that things should be handled. And the other one is, <laughs> is perhaps more just... Uh, laughing stuff off, you know, takes takes things lighter, like, hey, let's not worry. And and now 
God wired you both up exactly as you are. So neither of you has a wrong personality. You, you both are wired up by God to be exactly how you are. And so what you can't do is let this turn into a conflict. The spouse who's like me, I'm kind of the jokester in the relationship. And, you know, they're, you know, I'm just making jokes about, about coronavirus and in ways that are probably just inappropriate, honestly, (laughs) but it's kind of how I deal with stuff. And, Ashley could look at me and just say, you're being an idiot. You know, you, well, you've got to, <laughs> you, you, this is serious. Or I could look at her and be like, you've got to lighten up. You know, we can't wash our hands every 10 seconds. We, right. we, we've got to live. We've got to live. Um, and it's not that either of us are wrong. Again, God put you and your spouse together uh, so that both of you collectively could have more perspective. You could see the world from different angles. You could support each other. Uh, the, the spouse who who need, you know, you, you could serve each other. So, so for me, you know, serving means like that I want to step up and, and be more proactive than I would be in my own nature to kind of help alleviate Ashley's tensions. And for her, it means like maybe being able to, you know, laugh at some some of the, the jokes that I'm making yes. and be able to just kind of cut the tension, uh, even when that's not maybe naturally how she would want to respond to the situation, even though she has a wonderful sense of humor. Um but I think most marriages are dealing with a dynamic that's kind of like this in times yeah. of fear and uncertainty. And so right off the bat, to start the conversation, you have to honor and respect each other, build each other up, take delight in honoring each other, the Bible says. And I love that verse. I think that, you know, it is important just to to lead with respect and honor. I love how you said that, sweetie, because that's that's what's important. I think so many times when we're going through any time of crisis and fear, those things kind of fly out the door because we start just responding to our emotions and we let our emotions kind of be our our guide. And that can really lead us into some crazy places. Not that our emotions aren't important. You know, we feel things for a reason, but we can't allow our emotions to dictate how we treat our spouse because sometimes, you know, we're just in, in fear mode and we're upset. And when we see our spouse who's not upset, it kind of hits us like, well, What's wrong with you? You're not caring. You care as much right. as I do. Exactly. And the other spouse is thinking like, you know, why Why are you worrying so much? And worrying is not helping. And like you're making things worse. You're catastrophizing this. And like we had a little bit of this because a couple weeks ago, I started seeing this coronavirus thing. And, and it, this was in the time when people were like, oh, it's just kind of happening in the other, other parts of the world. It won't happen here. And I was like, you know what? Just in case... I'm gonna order a little more toilet paper on Amazon. I promise you I wasn't a hoarder. I got like only two little packages of toilet paper. But I was like, I wanna do it just in case and I wanna get some canned goods just in case. We'll eat all this stuff. We'll use all this stuff. And Dave was like, sweetie, because we started getting packages daily. (laughs) And he was like, sweetie, what is going on? Like, are you scared about this? And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to prepare, you know, because we're gonna use this stuff. It's a little bit uncertain on the news. I'm not like, losing sleep at night at this point, but I just want to be prepared because I I look at it kind of from my perspective is like, I don't want to look back and think I was passing this off and I really should have taken this more seriously. But I will tell you this, I'm so glad that I'm married to someone like Dave who does lighten it up a little bit more and who does say, hey, whoa, hold up. We don't have to, you know, feel like the world is, is falling apart you know, God is still in control. It's good to have Dave in my life to help me kind of stay more balanced. And so, you know, even though there were a couple of times where he would kind of, you know, kind of tease me and I would sometimes get a little upset, <laughs> God would remind me like, listen, I put you with a spouse that is different from you, that takes things that sees, you know, things from a slightly different perspective because you, the two of you balance each other. So like somewhere in between the two of us is a balanced person in how we look at <laughs> COVID-19. Right, right. But, but either one of us might be more on the extreme side of things. And so, you know, I look at it that way. Now, 
you know, I know we're, we're kind of joking about this, but there are some of you listening where literally you aren't able to sleep. Like maybe you have an autoimmune disease. Maybe you have one of the disorders they've listed as making you more susceptible to it. Maybe you have, you know, parents in nursing homes that you're not able to see right now because they've completely locked down those places. And it's just all this unknown. You can't really contact your family like you'd like to. And it's just very scary. And, and I will tell you, every time we turn on the news in these last, you know, couple of weeks, it's it's just more gloom and doom. And like, you know, just this morning before we recorded this, I'm, I'm looking on the news. I always watch morning news and it's like, they're at home, you know, recording from their basement or from their kitchen. And it's 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 just interesting times. It, it, is, it, interesting it is interesting times. It is interesting times for sure. And even if you're listening to this episode later, I know a lot of times when people go back and they're listening to an episode months or years after it was recorded, every season of life oh, has yes. times of struggle. And, and all through the Bible, people were going through times of really unique struggle, wars and famines and pestilence and all kinds of things. Yeah. And so we, you know, we want to help that by pointing you to some resources to, to bring peace in troubled times. And, and one thing is that we've created uh, a free ebook that you're gonna hear us talking about in the coming weeks that you can get totally for free. And it's a survival guide. We've, we've kind of customized a lot of it specifically to the current coronavirus pandemic. Yes. And if you go to this website, exomarriage.com, exomarriage.com is, is our live events website. There's a lot of great resources there. But go to exomarriage.com slash survival guide. And uh, at the survival guide website, you can download a Totally free resource. Again, this is a gift to you. We're not trying to sell you anything, but we've put together some resources in an ebook form that we think could be a really practical help to you uh, during this time. Yes. And, and to bring peace, which is what we're talking about today. One of the things in the survival guide uh, is, is, a, is a past article we created called Five Things to Remember When Life Gets Hard. And this has been one of the most popular articles we've had. We wrote it years ago, but it's a timeless message because it's rooted in scripture. And there are gonna be seasons when time is hard, like many of us are experiencing right now. And so real quick, we just wanna run through the five things to remember when life gets hard, just as a way to kind of bring you some some peace today. Number one, uh, and again, these are in no particular order. Remember that your character should always be stronger than your circumstances. And what we mean by that, and really what the Bible means by that, is that you know our circumstances don't define our peace, right? We we can't let we can't let you know I'm good when things are good. I'm I'm a I'm a mess when things are a mess because right. God wants us to have a peace, a shalom that is beyond that. Ashley spent the last several years writing a book called Peace Pirates that that comes out next week. The timing could not be more perfect. Where she did, among other things, she did a word study on that that word shalom, peace in the Old Testament of the Bible. And what she discovered about what peace really is, what God's peace really is, completely revolutionized the way that I see peace. Sweetie, why don't you tell us sure. what peace is and why, because of that, you know, this principle and all these principles we're going to talk about are so true. Yes. No, I mean, this did, like when I was doing this book, it took years for me to write because it's something, you know, we all need more peace in our lives. And especially when it comes to like at home, you know, at home and in our hearts is kind of how I word it. And when I was researching this, I wanted to find out the earliest form of how Hebrews wrote the word peace to each other, the word shalom, which is God's peace. And it's four different symbols. And you can look up those in the book. Um, if you want to get, go to peacepiratesbook.com and order your book or go to where books are sold on April 7th when it comes out. But it, it's so awesome. I, and I would love for you to look at these pictures with me, but collectively the pictures, the, the full definition of God's peace is breaking the authority established by chaos. 
And when I found that out, when I, when I was looking at those pictures and realizing the real meaning of what God's peace is and how the Hebrews way back when, when they would try to write out shalom to each other, which is still the way they greet each other today in Israel, which is so beautiful, is they're basically saying like, don't let anything or anyone but God be your authority in your life. And when you feel like chaos is throwing you to and fro and you feel like you're drowning, that you're just being dragged under, you know, into the undertow and you're being tossed around, that you don't have to allow whatever circumstance is in your life, you know, to, to be your authority, that God is your authority. And how do how we reclaim God's peace in our life is by submitting to his authority and saying, God, you are my authority, not this addiction, not the coronavirus, not wayward children, not a spouse that seems disconnected, not terrible finances, not an illness, you know, what, whatever it is, is not my authority. My authority is, is God. And, and he says, peace be still to my heart. And he brings me his peace that surpasses understanding. And I think when we really get that into our minds and in our hearts and we fully believe it and we fully submit whatever situation, you know, is going on in our life, we give it to God, then we will, we will experience his peace. And I know this, this seems very counterintuitive, but that's why in the word it says his peace surpasses understanding yes. because it doesn't make sense to have peace when you're living in fear and you're self-quarantine and it seems like you hear more and more numbers every day of people getting diagnosed with a coronavirus or you know, you have you maybe a, a diagnosis that just came your way that has nothing to do with the coronavirus, but you're dealing maybe with cancer or maybe you have a child that has a condition and you're just living in fear all the time that that it's just gonna get worse. You know, whatever it is that you're dealing with, you can still have God's peace in the midst of it. And when we have God's peace, we are able to see the world in the way that God wants us to see the world and we're able to react in the way that God wants us to react. Because when we're at peace, we have wholeness. You know, another another kind of more descriptive word for shalom is wholeness. And when we feel whole, we respond better and we respond in a more peaceful manner. And God wants us to have his peace. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And he wants us to grab a hold of this. And it's not like this elusive thing that he's like, only those who are deep into the word and who fully understand all of the intricacies of Christian life can have peace. It's not like that. He's like, listen, you come to me, come to me all who are weary, come to me and and, and know my son, accept my son, and, and I will bring you my peace. I will literally give you my peace. Yeah. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Exactly. And he wants to bring peace into your home, into your heart, into your life. And so turn to scripture in this time, you know, dust off that Bible if it's not something that you're reading regularly, which in every season of It'll life, bring you more I, peace I think for it's sure. something we need to be reading regularly. Uh, and you will experience as you, as you put your trust in him, even with chaos all around you, like Ashley said, which I, I just love this, Peace doesn't mean there's no chaos. Right. It means that chaos has no authority over you. Right. And that your God is bigger than whatever you're facing. And so, yes, find find that hope that only only Jesus can give. And and to plug Ashley's masterpiece here, go get that book, Peace Pirates. It really is so great. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like 
Ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it, get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. So coming back to this list of five things to do with that in mind, understanding now what peace is. We already went through number one. Remember, your character is always stronger than your circumstances. Number two, remember that your struggles always lead to strength. And I love this because God never allows any struggle into your life unless that struggle is going to bring about something positive. The Bible says he works all things together for our good. It's Romans 8, 28. And I love that verse and I love that promise. Number three, remember that God's timing is always perfect even though we might not have timed things out. We're the like, way. this doesn't make sense. <laughs> but in the scope of eternity, we look back and say, God knew what he was doing in that in that moment uh, to, to walk me through that season. Number four, remember that God will never leave your side. And number five, remember that you will get through this. That yes. Jesus says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Um, you know, he says that we're gonna have troubles in life. In this life, you'll have troubles, but take heart, I've overcome the world, he said. So, the promise is that we never face those troubles alone. We have the Prince of Peace with us in the midst of that we do. storm. Like Dan Leanne has said in our EXO events, and I, I love Dan with his cool Australian accent. Yes. And he always says like, Jesus is in your boat. He's in your boat. I can't do his, his accent. It's just <laughs> too cool. Good. But he's still in the boat with you in the midst of the storm. And there is such peace in that. And I'm so I'm so thankful for that. That's right. He doesn't leave us there. Like, you know what? Figure it out. It never says, Dave always says this. He says, it never says in the Bible, it never says, figure it out. Thou must figure it out. It never (laughs) says that. It says, turn to the Lord. It says, do not be afraid. Yeah, trust you know, God. Trust God, right? He's already figured it out. Exactly. He's already figured it out. And I know sometimes when we're in the midst of something that is so, so uncertain and so full of fear and and you're just like, you know, guys, that all sounds very pie in the sky and very nice, but really my heart can't take much more. You know, I mean, we all reach that that kind of 
that point where we feel like we're breaking. And you know, I, I've shared on the podcast before, so I'm not going to go into great detail on this particular one. You can go back and listen to a podcast about this specifically. But I, I found, you know, there, years ago, I went through a, a point in my life where fear had just taken over my mind and heart. And I didn't even know why. I couldn't even point to one thing, but it eventually for me turned into anxiety and depression. And there's been a lot on the news uh, and, and online, you know, about how whenever there's a crisis where it's like a worldwide, you know, pandemic, a worldwide concern, a lot of times fear can turn into things like anxiety and depression. And that's a huge concern because mental illness is very real. There are, even though it's a mental illness, it's there's physical manifestations. When it comes to this, you can feel sick to your stomach. You can feel like you're having a heart attack. You know, you can have, you can be sweating when it's freezing outside just because your body is literally in this like fight or flight mode and you're and you're just all over the place with your emotions. And that's where I was. And it, it lasted for me for four years. But I will tell you this, in that time, Whenever I would come to the Lord and I would say, God, help me, or I would read the word and let it wash over my mind that was full of so many lies and I was replacing those lies with his truth, I would feel his peace in the midst of that chaos. I felt his peace. I didn't wait. I didn't have to wait till my healing to have peace. And so I just wanna encourage you, if you are in that midst of fear, that this is a time where I know it's a struggle, it's scary. And you're like, when is this gonna end? You just want it to end. And you kind of have those thoughts like, is this gonna be my life? Is this my life now? I'm just kind of full of anxiety. I'm full of depression. I'm fearful all the time. I don't even feel like I can be myself. I'm a a shell of a person. I just want to encourage you and say, no, you will get through this. But I'm telling you that God will teach you things that you could not learn any other way in moments like these. And so I know we're all kind of dreading this time right now. And we always, you know, fast forward, hopefully we're through this when you're listening to this. Maybe it's not coronavirus now, but anything in your life where there's fear and there's uncertainty and you're starting to feel anxiety and maybe even depression, I just wanna encourage you and say, look up, look to the Lord. Let his word be your guide. Let his word be that truth that you cling to because we do have an enemy that tries to steal, kill, and destroy. And he is trying to to just wreck our lives with this and make us, you know, if it's not financial, then it's gonna be, you know, us just living in fear. Even if if we don't get the coronavirus or we don't have something actually happening to us, it's just that fear alone could be crippling. And it, and it can hurt our relationship like we're talking about on this podcast today. And so I just encourage you to not allow it to do that. And that is a daily thing. It's not like poof, you know, magically the fear is gone. It's a daily surrendering to the Lord, sometimes hourly. And for me, when I was going through anxiety and depression, it was hourly. It was something that, that hourly I had to do that. And I would even put up verses in my car, verses in my bathroom or on my bedside table, just so I would have his word to look at to remind me of what his truth really is and that I'm not alone in this and that I have a God who is going to get me through this and that that he's gonna use this for my good and for his glory. And if you wanna listen, if this is something you're actually dealing with right now, whether or not it's related to the coronavirus, I want you to go back and listen to one of our earlier episodes that talks specifically all about anxiety and depression yes, and yeah. how how to get help yourself if you're dealing with this, but also how to help your spouse if your spouse is dealing with this, because I know it can feel very helpless, you know, for the spouse that's watching their spouse go through all this and living in fear all the time, and you don't know what to do to help them. Yeah, and that episode is a powerful one um, where Ashley shares so much of that testimony, more detail, as she does in our book, The Naked Marriage. Yes. Um, which is also an audio book. If you're a listener, uh, you yeah. know, where she, in her own voice, shares- We're the uh, narrators on yeah, that Yeah, you get to hear her beautiful voice sharing some just powerful parts of that testimony, and it's helped so many people. And I'm so proud of, of you, sweetie, for how you walked through that 
trusted the Lord through those years and now are using that time to, you know, as part of a testimony that's giving power and peace to so many others who are struggling with that. So if you're listening and that's describing you, there is hope. Um, and the Prince of Peace wants to walk you through right. it just like he did for Ashley. Well, that leads us into our question time of the episode. Yes. I love this time of the episode. Today's question is from Norway. And Which I, I'm so excited so about. Exciting. You know, I, I love seeing that we that you, people are listening from all over the world. It's just, it's fun for, for us to, to look at where the reviews are coming from or to, or to pull up where the downloads are coming from and to see, you know, literally all over the world. We record here in Texas, in the United States, but um, people are listening on on every continent, right? Uh, and so we're really, really honored to know that you're inviting us, you know, in, into your into your homes, into your world, into your ears, wherever you might be. And so today's question uh, is from a listener in Norway. And, and sweetie, would you like to? Would you have your reading glasses? I can read it. They have it in big print for oh, me. Look so at thank that. you. We're getting to that Andrew. age where I think you know, big print helps a lot. So uh, why don't does. you read read today's question, my love? All right, it says, hi from Norway. Me and my wife love your content and we've learned so much as we've only been married for two years. The advice and wisdom you've shared has been really helpful at this early stage in our marriage. We're both wondering if you could talk about stress in marriage and how it can affect the mood and how we act towards each other. We also have a nine-month-old son whom we love dearly, but this actually leaves us with less time to work on our issues. For us, it's a day-to-day struggle where we feel, where how we feel can control how our day turns out. And when stress is a big part of our day, it more often than not ends up being sort of a bad day with loads of ups and downs, which in turn makes us tired and worn out. Apologies for the long question, but we'd both love your advice on this. You know, gosh, I can relate to this on so many levels. I know you can too. Yeah, great question first off, and thank you for for sending it in. And um, if you're interested in sending in a question, uh, you can go to nakedmarriagepodcast.com and send it in. We also try to personally answer questions that people write us on social media, Instagram yes. at Dave and Ashley Willis, or uh, you can look up marriage on uh, Facebook and uh, see a picture of us smiling there on the profile of the marriage page. And that's us. And we'll we'll try to respond to you there as well. Yeah. But for this particular question, man, I think every parent can relate to this. Especially with a baby. With a baby, yeah. <laughs> life is just upside down for a while. You know, your sleep is interrupted. Hopefully at nine months, uh, your your child's to a point where he or she, was it a he or she did? I can't remember. Well, but either way, you know, yes. they it's, you know, at, at that age, they're, 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 they're going to disrupt your world. Yes. And I think you just have to kind of come to terms with that. Like we're in a, a temporary time of exhaustion and chaos. Yes. And we've got to, We've got to figure out how to make this temporary time work, knowing it's not always going to look like this. Yeah. You're going to get through it. It's going to get easier. But even now, you've got to find a rhythm that works for both of you. And it can mean trying to serve each other. It can mean tag teaming some and taking turns so that one can rest. Uh, it can mean like just asking, what can I do for you to make your life easier today? Right. Uh, exhaustion makes everybody even more selfish. We're all selfish by nature anyway. When we're tired, we get even more selfish. But now more than ever is a time for you both to really serve each other. The best marriages have two people who serve each other. Yes. And look for ways to serve each other in this time. Um, make sure that you're getting some time alone together. You know, put that baby down to sleep. Get them in a routine where you've, you've got some time every night to connect. Right. Don't neglect your sex life during this point. I know when people are tired, that's one of the things that often gets sacrificed, but you you need that. Not only physically do you need it, but you need that emotional connection that, that happens through, um, through making love to your spouse. So make sure that your needs are being met, but also work hard to serve your spouse to make sure their needs are being met. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, I think this really connects to this, this kind of climate we're in right now too, because many of us, we've had to completely change up our routine. Things do not look like they did before. And just like when you have a new baby, uh, or even a toddler, like, you know, with parenting, it's not just the baby season that's hard. It's every new season of parenting. You know, I did a poll once where I was asking parents on my page on Facebook, uh, you know, what is the hardest season of raising kids? And what I found, I found this to be so interesting, is it was always the newest season they've never right. walked through before. No matter how many kids they had, if it was like their oldest child's newest season. And so, you know, I just want to encourage parents listening that it's, it's it, you know, it's always going to have its challenges. And even just like right now with things being turned upside down, having to homeschool when you haven't been homeschooling in the past and having to adjust your work schedules and be at home together more, you know, there's always challenges that, that kind of come our way. And what we have to do is still make time to talk to each other. I just can't yes. emphasize that enough because most marriage problems are communication problems. You know, it's, it's, it's not even like if you're having fun financial problems, the reason you're mad at each other isn't just because there's not enough money. It's because you haven't talked about it. It's because you haven't gotten on the same page with it because you could have more than enough money and still be fighting over finances. It all comes down to communication. Or maybe, you know, if it's dis if it's children, you're like, oh, these kids are driving us crazy. It really comes down to, if you're mad at your spouse about it, because you're like, oh, you know, he or she's not helping enough or whatever it is, it's usually because you guys haven't gotten on the same page and talked about what your expectations are when it comes to disciplining your children or what your values are as a family so that you guys are working together in unity on this. And so I just encourage this couple from Norway, especially, you know, make sure you're talking every day. And if, uh, if one of you, you know, whether you're working in different places or one's at home and one's at work, you know, use your cell phone to your advantage. One thing that's really helped Dave and I through the years is kind of touching base throughout the day because I find that when couples wait till the very end of the day and just unload every frustration on each other, it really kind of kills the mood and it just, it puts both of them on edge. And yeah. it also makes them dread coming to the end of the day and having this kind of unloading on each other. And so instead, if you guys can just reconnect throughout the day, whether it's via text, you can even use things like Voxer where you're leaving voice messages for each other. Marco Polo is another app people use. You can, uh, you know, call each other if, you, if you're able to with your different job jobs and work schedules, whatever it is, just try to reconnect through the day because it really keeps you all connected. But it also helps you to kind of, I don't know, take a gauge of, of how the day's going. So when your spouse does get home and when you get home, you can realize like, okay, they've had kind of a rough day. I'm gonna be extra sweet. I'm gonna think of something I can do to serve them. And in the same way, hopefully your spouse is doing the same for you. But be the first to, to do that, to say like, I know like that meeting didn't go well at work today and I'm so sorry. You know, why don't, why don't I like make your favorite cookies or you know, why don't we go and just have a moment over here? Why don't you go for a run so that you could kind of can blow off some steam? You know, whatever it is that kind of helps to bring more peace into your relationship and to give your spouse some time to kind of rest or or get out energy or whatever it is. It's, it's just doing our best to bring out the best in each other. That is such a good word. And next episode, we're gonna talk more about that specifically in, in, in terms of the conflict aspect. Yes. How to overcome conflict and find peace in marriage. So it's gonna be a natural continuation of what we've been talking about in this episode. Uh, before we get there, I wanna remind you of that free resource though to help you right now. We're really excited about, about this. The team has put together something very special. Again, just as a gift to you, you can, you can get it for free um, at xomarriage.com slash survival guide. And it has a lot of practical stuff in there, not only about overcoming conflict and finding peace, but about many different aspects 
of marriage, you know, sex. Even this parenting thing we've been yeah, talking the about parenting for thing. this question, yeah. So, uh, so I think this might be the best free resource, uh, written resource that we, we've ever been able to make available, and we're, we're really excited for you to have it. So download that. Don't forget to leave a review on the podcast. We read all those reviews, and those reviews help others discover the podcast. You can, um, you can subscribe to the podcast, and when you do that, it also helps spread the word. So guys, thank you again so much for listening. We will see you next time.